It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Nick Gelso, founding partner of CLNS Radio. I'm at CLNS underscore Nick. You're listening to the Boston Happenings public service announcement feed powered by CLNS Radio. And we have today on episode three, Mr. Gary Tangway from Comcast Sportsnet New England. He hosts the early edition, former host of the Boston Celtics pre and post game show on Comcast Sportsnet New England. Too too bad uh, Gary doesn't have an opinion or two. Ty Ray, I'm so thrilled to have you in the virtual studio today instead of the virtual lounge where we normally are. Again, like I said at the intro, Nick Gelso, CLNS underscore Nick on Twitter, and I'm joined by The Cougar. Coog88. Welcome to it, Ty. Oh, thanks, buddy. There is no more polarizing figure. I've been a Celtics fan for 30 years now, maybe longer. Since I was a kid, since 1970s, in there somewhere. And I have followed the Celtics almost throughout my life, okay? There is no more polarizing figure than I can recall than Rajon Rondo. And boy, do we have a guest who has... He's also polarizing. (laughs) Yes, who has has a few words about Rajon Rondo from time to time and has gotten into it with some of the blogs the fan sites, as he calls them. And I can't wait to talk candidly. As I was saying, I, I've been a Celtic fan my entire life, and I can't think of any more of a polarizing player, right? Than no. John Rondo. And, and they've had a lot of colorful players throughout the years. Uh, Ty, I mean, you could put is Curtis Rowe and Sidney Wicks in that category. (laughs) Are you young folks? I'm just kidding. Are you young folks out there? Please use Wikipedia. (laughs) Truth is, Rondo uh, is not on their level. Those guys were brutal. But uh, I don't know. I often think to myself how Red would feel about Rondo. I think there's a part of, of me that thinks Red would love his feistiness. And his intangibles, but I I don't think it's worth dealing with all the bullshit. No, I, I don't think so either. And we know from how Red sent other players packing that perhaps Rondo yep. would be sent packing by now. I think of one Cedric Maxwell. Cedric Maxwell. I mean, yeah, you got to think right there. You got Max. You also got um, oh god, he wore zero. I'm gonna, oh Bob McAdoo. Bob McAdoo. There's another one, and there are some others. If we went back in time, that I'm sure Red would have said. Uh, adios, uh, Rick Roby, right? Rick Roby, a detriment to Larry Bird. Yeah, he sent him away. Like his dr- drinking buddy, right? So he packed yeah. him up and sent him out of town. Yeah, exactly. So and how do you think Red would feel about some of Rondo's antics showing up late, going to Sacramento, staying in Sac, whatever, for his birthday? You get where I'm going with this. Celtics fans defended him in that. Like, how Nonsense. do you defend Rondo in that? I just don't get look it. I mean, look at that's, that's, I think we are, I, I think, think that's are. part of the problem because 
I sound, I do sound like my father because really, honestly, Ty, you know, you got a brand new head coach who is young, who is unproven. You need the superstar to be behind him if he is a superstar. And I think for the most part, Rondo's been pretty good with that. But last year, uh, when that whole uh, Sacramento Kings thing and the Lakers again about his birthday and all that nonsense, there you go. I mean, it's another example of where he thought and made decisions with his emotions instead of his head. Here's what I don't understand about Rondo fans. And by the way, I'm going to say this, and I've said it repeatedly on air. I've said it online. I've said it in columns I've written. Rajon Rondo may have had the best stretch of basketball I've ever seen during the 2010 playoffs. I still think of that play he made on Jason Williams against the Magic where he dove for the ball, picked it up, and made the lane. Okay. Amazing stretch. He practically willed that team to the NBA title that year. Remember the cover of Sports Illustrated? Rondo Power. So here I am giving Rondo his props, right? I'm doing it right now as we're talking. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. guarantee you somebody will come out when they hear this podcast and say, you just hate Rajon Rondo. So they'll dismiss everything I just said because they don't have an objective mind. They are set in stone. They will not recognize this guy's deficiencies. And there are many. And they want him to get a max deal. That's all they, they say. He deserves a max deal. Are you a Celtics fan? Are you a fan of the franchise? Or are you a fan of the, the name on the back of the jersey? That's what I have to ask a lot of fans. And, and you know, the, our guest today, Mr. Gary Tangway, who I feel like at times I am his defense attorney on Twitter because I'm always, you know, kind of running to him. It's not that I agree with everything that Gary says because I don't tie. It's more like he knows more than you. Not you, but he knows more than I do right. and then the average fan does because he's there. And, you know, even if he didn't, he's entitled to an opinion just like the fans do. So every time that that uh, someone in the media from our team, uh, the CLNS team or Red's Army or Celtics blog or CSNNE, every time that that Rondo gets criticized, it's not because we hate basketball and we hate the Celtics. You know, it's not because, you you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. And if I have to have one more person tell me that Gary can't have an opinion because he doesn't go oh. to shoot around, it's oh, asinine. Yeah, yeah. And the people who are saying that have never been to Boston. Yeah, that's the other nutty <laughs> thing about it, too. They take it so personal. That's the other thing I don't understand, Nick. Why do people take Rondo so personally? Right, because he's, because he is a polarizing figure. He's emotionally he makes you. He's an emotional player, and emotion. He tries to put this fake facade up that he is this hard nosed, you know, straight faced kind of guy. But let's face it, Rondo plays with emotion. Rondo plays best in emotional situations where it's a, a game on the line or it's a nationally broadcast. That's game. a problem. So. That is a problem, but the fact that I'm trying to say is defending you. So people people get defensive of Rondo because Rondo is an emotional – he invokes emotion in people. And let me go on to say too, Ty, we don't sit and criticize – although we're kind of doing it today, I guess. But, I mean, the Reds Army of the world, John will always defend Rajon Rondo. I respect it. I respect the fans that defend Rondo. I'm not making fun of them. I'm not, you know, to calling them stupid, but at the same time, when you have someone like Gary or myself who and or you at this point who are a little tough on Rondo, why is it that the fans immediately made it's like a Republican and Democrat thing type? It's crazy. 
I don't understand crazy. how Rondo fans cannot talk about his deficiencies. I'm a fan of all sorts of players, and I recognize their deficiencies. As you know, you and I have gone round and round about Brad Stevens. I love sure, the guy. You love but, him, and I don't care for right, him. But, but I will recognize his deficiencies. Yes, you will. You're fair about it. Absolutely. I don't like the way he manages the end of games, clearly. Yep. Okay? Yep. And that's something, I don't want to get into a Brad Stevens thing, but that is something that he can clearly improve upon. It, that is something that is comes with time coaching in the league. And I'm convinced he will, but that doesn't mean I, I can't know. recognize that that's, that's a problem right now. It's a problem for the team. So what I don't understand is how somebody can look at how Rajon Rondo shoots a free throw, and they can't be critical of that. That's asinine to me. That makes that no sense. Asinine. I mean, let's talk about the other night quickly before Gary gets here. What happened? Let's start with Cleveland, Ty. He dribbled out the effing clock. What happened? He just didn't get I a mean, shot off. I think the two plays that were designed, at least that Coach Stevens said, they just didn't work. Okay. And then, well, let me and then you, Sean Marion ended up on Rondo. Rondo couldn't get a shot off. You've got to get a I don't care if it's a crappy shot. shot. You've got to get something well, up. But that's my point. This isn't the first time, fans. This is not the first time with Rondo. He has done that on numerous occasions, not given himself enough time for the play to formulate, for, to materialize. And if you watch, uh, Gary Washburn released a, because I in, immediately went on the, po the Celtics postgame show here on CLNS Radio, and I criticized Coach Stevens. Uh, Gary, or Gary, uh, yeah, Gary Washburn released a give a, 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 a graphic of the play over and over and over on a loop where you could see it materialize. And Jeff Green was, it was designed for him and he was open, but the clock ran out because it took so long for the play to, to materialize and Rondo again dribbling or holding the ball. And I mean, we were talking about this with uh, the big three leaving. Oh, well, thank God we're not going to see Rondo dribbling out the ball anymore. And it's still happening. So can you blame the coach? I don't know. It's, it seems to me that it's a uh, habit of, of the player. And uh, so you look there against Cleveland. He dribbled out the clock. That was a terrible loss. La or, uh, Monday night against Phoenix. What happened? Monday night against Phoenix. Well, the Celtics were down by four in yeah. the closing seconds. So they were just trying to get a quick basket so they could foul and send Phoenix to the line, hope that they would hit one, at whatever. But Rondo ended up with the ball in the corner and try to shoot a three-pointer, was fouled on the play. So I'm thinking, you know, there's 2.6 seconds left. If Rondo makes all three, the Celtics... This is great. Why, the Celtics are only down by one if he can hit all three free throws. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and they mm -hmm. could foul immediately, right? <laughs> send send the Suns to the line. They make two free throws, let's say. Celtics make it a one-possession game and have a chance to tie. But what does Rondo do? <laughs> he does the hat trick. <laughs> Misses three free throws in a row. And our poorly. max player. Our max player. Now, here's a concern of mine when it comes to Ron. First of all, he's shooting, I believe, 30% as of this recording. 30% 30 30. from the line. You heard me right. 30. Max That's making max John Stockton look like, or uh, making uh, Shaquille O'Neal look like Rick Barry <laughs> from the line. <laughs> Rick Barry. <laughs> Seriously. He should start wearing a 2 <laughs> But Rondo is awful at the line. And I'm tired of people saying, well, he's going to get better. He's been in the league a long time, oh, folks. That's not going to improve. No, that's not going to It's not going to improve. Bad. The other concern I have is Rondo's not getting to the line. Mm -hmm. Not getting to the not line well at all. Right, right. Well, and part of that is, Ty, he's not. Uh, a part of that is that our a lot of our offensive game is um, 
predicated on outside shooting and we're a bad perimeter shooting team so we're not going to the basket so the other thing too is there's always been the fear that from rondo that he has to go to the line and i i believe that i think he's well, afraid to thank go to the you line that was the point i was making i'm thinking at the end of a game right your mm-hmm. best ball handler take it to the friggin' hoop take it amongst the yep. trees draw the foul go to the yep. line how often and he's your all-star that? so you're gonna either more apt to blow the whistle for rondo than they are for jeff green so go to the hoop. I mean, you would see it, Ty, how often end-of-game situations – I hate to go back to Bird because it's 100 years ago by now, but Bird always took the ball to the hoop. Right. Why? Because he knew they'd blow – he'd make, force the referees to blow the whistle, and he was a good free-throw shooter. I mean, your star player doesn't have to be a Larry Bird 95% free-throw shooter, but when your star player can't shoot beyond 15 feet and is afraid to go to the line, and in a clutch end-of-game situation, Buffalo's three free-throws down the stretch, come on. It's it's atrocious. The free-throw shooting is absolutely atrocious and unacceptable. And Celtic fan, Rondo fan, tell me why it isn't. Give me a reason. Yep. Give me a and reason, won't. and they won't. They'll just say, triple oh, my double. God, it's a triple-double. Oh, my God. Okay. About when you know, there's only one stat that matters. W or L. That's exactly right. That's it. Ty, I don't want to hear about triple-doubles anymore. At least when LeBron okay. gets a triple-double, the team wins, right? They win. Oh, boy, and for us to bring up LeBron, I wow. Him, right? I know that. And, and Ty, that's the thing, though, and we hear it over and over, even if we're not hosting the post-game show – if we are listening to the post-game show and not hosting, you hear it over and over. Win or loss, you always hear from Celtics fans, well, at least Rondo had a triple-double. Who cares? I don't care. I Who couldn't cares? Rondo care had a triple-double last year against the 76ers. I bring this up all the time. It convinced yeah. me that this is the most meaningless statistic. Rondo had mm-hmm. a triple-double last year in the Garden against the 76ers. Mm-hmm. The team that had the worst record in the NBA. The team, by oh. the way, that you could argue was uh, tanking, right? And the team that you can argue maybe is one of the worst of all in history, time. Right? Yes, so Rondo has yes. a triple-double against them last year, and I think the Celtics lost by nine points. So that yep. will tell you just how meaningless that statistic can be. So I don't want to hear it anymore. Yet, I don't. Yet, Celtics fans, I can guarantee you, if we went back to that post-game show, said at least Rondo got a triple-double. I'm sure cares once again Nick, it goes back to the name on the front of the jersey and not the name on the back and as That's a right. true blue celtic fan bleeding green and all these other fan sites and facebook pages it's not a rondo facebook page it's a celtics facebook page right that's the difference because and i don't want to throw it at lebron here although i'll blame him for uh, world hunger i'll blame lebron for everything as you know but isn't Bob Geldof singing a song uh, about about LeBron. about LeBron, Rondo and LeBron? But it, you know about Bob Geldof. We said something really funny last night about Bob Geldof. I forget. But anyway, um, yeah, I was gonna say LeBron. It does go back to that because again, it's a self entitlement. It's the you know buy a championship mentality. It's it, there's no more franchises. Your the fans are are fans of the players, no longer fans of the franchise. And Ty, there are a lot of older people, older fans that now like Cleveland because LeBron went to it's, Cleveland. It's, like, I don't get that. It's ridiculous. And, and if you're seeing it with Rondo and our fans. I, I just, you know, if he were to move and go somewhere, I'm quite certain a lot of fans would go with him. 
good riddance. Don't let the door yeah. hit you on the way out. And I know yeah. we're going to take a lot of criticism, probably. Sure. We're going to get attacked on Twitter. We're going to get attacked on Facebook because inevitably yeah, it always okay. happens, right? But I've only mm-hmm. got one thing to say. Bring it on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not afraid at this point. I mean, uh, I've been arguing with people, uh, you know, for this entire season already. We're eight games in, and uh, it's been one big Rondo argument and Brad Stevens argument. And the fact here is our our guest today who just entered the studio, uh, Mr. Gary Tangway, he shares that. He is also taking a beating on a regular basis for basically talking fact. For it's having fact an time. opinion. And I read Gary's columns. Do I agree with everything Gary has said? Absolutely no. not. In fact, I wrote a column for CLNS Radio where I just, <laughs> ripping them apart. I did. Where I, <laughs> I disagreed know. with Gary. But on this one, as he's as he's looking at you. But right this now. one, I, I agree with him on. And also, mm-hmm. Gary has had high praise for Rondo too. But people get so blinded with emotion, right? Yep. Yep. They don't see the good things that Gary has said about Rondo, and I think that's ridiculous. No, it's not right, and. Uh... I'm I'm really happy to have Gary here today. We've been networking with him for years now, and uh, I've never, I mean, he's been on CLNS, I believe, but I've never had him on a show that I was hosting, and uh, it's a pleasure to have him here today, Ty, so uh, let's open the door, bring Gary in, and, and we'll see you on the other side of the conversation. Yeah, hey, Nick. Thanks for uh, joining us today, Gary. First, I, I want to ask you uh, if you miss doing the pre- and post-game show. You know, I don't because I get to spend more time with my family and I get to watch the games with my son. So nice. for family reasons, I don't. It was a great run. I loved working with Donnie Marshall. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I could have worked with anybody other than Donnie. Um, wow. So, yeah. Wow. Well, Donnie and I worked together for a long time, and uh, he was outstanding. He was one of the best. Mm-hmm. He was one of the best that I've ever worked with. Wow! League, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, I read, boy, yeah. Gary. So, no, I don't. You're going to rev don't. up the bloggers again, Gary, because let me tell you, they they just really used to pick on Donnie. Terrible, terrible. Well, terrible. yeah, I know. Well, well, the probably because you know Donnie used to tell it the way it was, and he was mm-hmm. very critical, and and he's not a selfie. That's another thing. And Donnie knew yeah. that. You know, he knew that his his future wasn't here. So you know, now he's off working for. Fox Sports One, and he's doing games on Westwood One. He's doing a bunch of Nets games too. So, yep. but he was the best I've ever worked with on the pre and post. So I do not miss it though. It, it was so funny because you'd go from ultra homerism with Tommy to the road games. Donnie was so legit and fair about the way that he broadcasted. The, the Twitter sphere would just blow up with hate. Yeah, for well, you know that's 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 <laughs> it. It's just like it's you know, and especially. It's just hard, you know. You, you know, for somebody like Donnie, um, you know, his job wasn't to be a homer. And to be quite honest with you, that's Tommy's job. People love it. I mean, yep. Tommy is an entertainer. I mean, I mean, Tommy could have been in Hollywood. We all know the commercials. <laughs> I mean, Tommy could have had a career in acting. Yeah. Matter of fact, one time I said to him, Tommy, have you, did you ever consider any acting? And he said, Chuck Connors invited him out to do some stuff. And he said, I get tired of waiting around all day in my trailer. It drove me crazy. <laughs> so... Um, so, you know, oh. there's a lot of showmanship in what Tommy does. Uh, for Donnie, Donnie wanted a career as an objective basketball analyst. And and he that's what he had. And we got a lot of teams to share for Fox. And so he is for Steve Marsh. He's known as a great college 
you know, in the NBA, his career wasn't that great. He'll tell you that. But in college at UConn, you know, everybody knows, you know, he's associated with Calhoun and Ray and all those guys. So, you know, perhaps doing college games is Donnie's best venue. Gary, covering the Celtics like you have over the years, is there a more polarizing figure that you can recall more than Rondo? I can't recall. No, no, I can't. Why is that? I mean, I think his camp, as you guys know, and, you know, I was, you know, on with John and and Red's Army, and we talked about it, and, you know, know, fans, they they feel that you can look at that stat that the NBA gives you, and they they have a right to their opinion uh, that, you know, Ronda was the game because he'll score eight points a game, but he'll give out 12 and nine. You know, my opinion is, want the guy that's going to score the ball and mm-hmm. you know there are just people that just love him and it's unconditional yeah i ne- uh gary i never met a fan base like in the rondo fans i'm not saying celtics fans but the rondo fans they're right. fighting for him to get a max deal are you effing kidding me like, yeah I don't get i'm with it. you guys especially what we slash to know i make foul shots have the ball as we if you're gonna have him have to be the guy to win the game and he's not that guy he's never been that guy i mean he was perfect for the championship team. He was masterful. I mean, that's the thing. Written about it at com. When he does the things that he does well, he's masterful. But he, he needs to be, I mean, you know, people could say he's John Stockton. Well, John Stockton isn't John Stockton without Malone. You know what right. I mean? I mean, he, right. he, he, and, and he, you know, plus Rondo needs to be committed to his craft, which is another issue. But, I mean, as a yep. ball distributor, he's so damn talented, but he's not a max player. No, he's, he's a number two guy. I mean, you he need a guy a to pass the ball to, and they don't have it. Let me throw this at you, Gary. Do you want your max player pulling up to a deciding game, game six, in a Red Bull car late like he did in oh, 2000? No, yeah. I mean, well, come well, I, on. What are these fans looking at? Well, you're right about that, and that's been my issue. That's another reason why I don't want to give him a contract at all is because you can't trust him, and he's right. not dependable. You know, you talk about the Red Bull car, the time in L.A. he showed up with sunglasses or, you know, yep. the wacky glasses he wanted to wear before the game or, um, you know, in Sa- the Celtics were going from L.A. to Sacramento and, you know, Brad Stevens said, I want you to come with us. And he said it to my birthday, even though he wasn't playing. My birthday, I want to stay in L.A. And Brad said, well, I want you to come with us. And the Rondo being the guard for what his coach wanted. Be, come on, you cannot depend on a guy like that. Especially with a first-year coach that needs his support. Go ahead, Ty. I hear you jumping in. Well, I just think it has to do, Gary, with our whole Xbox generation. And I hate to attack younger fans, but everybody's about instant gratification and making spot, you know, Sports Center top ten highlights and what makes a good highlight. And people seem to be more concerned nowadays, especially younger fans. This is just my opinion, and I'll let it out. There. Well, no, your opinion, your your opinion is right. I mean, I have a nine-year-old son, and, people, and they watch the game. And he watches a game and has his iPad out, and and it's fantasy too, fantasy. You know, it's exactly. Not about, the, about the win, it's about how my guy did. It, it, you you're know? so right, Gary. It's not about the Celtic name on the front of the jersey or Boston on the front of the jersey. It's what's on the back. And I know that sounds cliche, but I think it's true now more than ever. And and I'm glad you you just validated my comment because I think it's true, especially more so than any other case I can think of. But in Rondo's case, I think his value is overvalued because he, for all he does bad, he comes up with that one incredible play and highlight that makes everybody forget his deficiencies. Absolutely. And, And people also remember when he was playing with Ray and Kevin and Paul. I mean, Garnett kept Rondo in line. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Barnett kept it in line. It's so did Perk. Yep. And, and, has been lying, like, you know, Rondo, hey, wake up. You know, we need you tonight. You yeah, well, and you know what else? I mean, Gary, you know what else, too? It'd be like, um, for to me, the trouble really started with this team. I mean, the original, the, the, the championship team, uh, probably in 2012, when before the season even started, Paul and Kevin started, this is Rondo's team. This is. I remember saying to Ty Ray uh, on the other line with us here, Ty, this is an issue. Why are they do- empowering this guy? Why are they saying? And then all of a sudden, the the, the drama started. He's throw, he's kicking basketballs, bumping into refs, and all this other stuff. So I don't want that guy repping my team. I don't want him repping my brand. Well, you're right, and your observation was correct. And we felt that when I saw that happening, my feeling was, okay, they're going to give Rondo a chance to mature. It's like we're going to give him a chance to mature, and maybe if he becomes a leader, like Paul did. You know, Paul became a much better, uh, a much better NBA person. You know, more mature. When he became the leader, Paul became a better player. He became a better teammate. So maybe they were hoping that would happen with Rondo. But I, I'm with you. I mean, it's a disaster. I mean, it's been a disaster. It really has. You know, and now I think because of it, his trade values dropped. And you guys know. You look around the league. You sit there and you you say, "Oh, when you think point guard, oh, I need Rajon Rondo." Uh, no. There's a lot of other guys I would think of before him right now. I would think so, too. And why is it that because people, like, obviously in your position on terrestrial television, you're going to have a lot more massive, you know, uh, attacking at you. But I'm on our level, I mean, w- with the Celtics postgame show, we have a, a massive audience. And I could come out and say exactly what you're saying in a very rational, uh, calm, deme- calm way. And it will explode on Twitter into I am shock radio. I am not saying anything that is true. It's all for reaction. And in reality, I, I, I think I'm being honest. It's not shock radio. It's not shock TV. I just don't agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I also think that I, I think the fans have gotten soft. You know, I mm-hmm. think the fans are soft over the last 10 years because of the winning. I think mm-hmm. with the Patriots and the Red Sox and, you know, we're winners now. And for a lot of us, I think, I assume you guys are all like kind of in the same age group here as, you know, we were around when they weren't winning here. That's right. And when we yep, demanded that. I mean, right now, I mean, even with Patriot fans, I've taken a lot of heat because, you know, after the Jets game, I said, my God, I'm sorry, people, but I can't feel good about a two-point win with the Jets. Yeah. And I got crucified. And oh, you always I, get crucified, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's not, you know, but if I, if I, I it's part of my job. It's it's I what know. I do. You know, it's what, it comes to the territory. But, you know, 15 years ago, everybody would have felt like I did. You know, it's like everybody is, is, you can't question the authority anymore because they've won. Well, that's crap. Yeah, that is crap. That you know, what's interesting, Gary, is you've been criticized, of course, for your comments on Rondo. But as I read your columns, you said there's nobody better at running an offense, et cetera. They, they never look at your praise for him. And you've had it. Well, yeah. Well, and, and I think we all agree. You know, I mean, if you put... If, you know, if you put Roger and Rhonda with like LeBron James, you know, what they were talking, and he was committed to his craft and ran the offense right, played defense, mm-hmm. and if he wasn't immature and at times a head case, it'd be fantastic. I mean, yep. you know, it, but that's also, that's, that's, I, I felt I needed to write that because I think people just felt like I thought he was an awful player. He's not an awful player. He's, he's a terrific ball distributor. He, his vision of the floor is fantastic. 
his anticipation of the open man is tremendous. But that's not necessarily a max player. And if you can't depend him, it depend on him to do it every night. What good is he? Right. That's and, the problem. But, it's like but you Gary, he gets triple do doubles. Every night. He gets triple doubles, though. Isn't that enough reason to give him the yeah, MVP? I mean, that is the max most player. I mean, come on. Uh, when so I have annoying. 10 point assists, and I know he wants that 11 assist, it's more important. You know, he doesn't want to do the hockey assist. I got to get the, you know, the legit assist. That triple double mm. thing with him is overrated. Well, I'll I mean, tell you, Gary. Oh. Last year, the Celtics lost a game at home to Philadelphia, and he had yeah, a triple double. Right. And all anybody yeah. wanted to talk about was the triple double. I'm like, are you kidding me? You just lost to the worst friggin' team in basketball, and you want to talk about a meaningless triple double? But this is where we've come. Do you think, Gary? And just be honest with us now that what you call fan sites have contributed to this this kind of attitude about being soft, the fan sites are more cheerleader than objective. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I probably see, I, um, don't, you mean to say, no, 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 no. I'm just, I need to think about it. I think, Mm -hmm. um, well, you know something? Yeah. I I mean, I, I think that, uh, I think the fans voices are louder and more powerful than ever because of fan sites and because of Twitter and social media. So yes, but that's a good thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a good thing. Like you guys should be able to do what you do. Uh, mm-hmm. Reds Army should be able to do what they do. I mean, Lord knows, fans should have an opinion. They pay enough. I mean, right. I have a problem. I mean, they should be able to do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's probably has something to do with it, has added to it, and also the winning. I mean, you know, I mean, they they won in 08. They almost won again in 2010. So, and, and I don't know if there's an angry Celtic fan. You know, there's an, there's an angry Bruin fan. You don't have to go far. You know, you can go down mm-hmm. to the public tap room and you can find an angry Bruins fan pretty quickly. Yep. You know, yep. I mean, you know, you used to be able to find an angry Red Sox fan on every corner. I mean, uh, they, every Dunkin' Donuts had an every an angry Red Sox fan. You know, <laughs> but, but the Celtic fans would never, I've never really known them. It's like something, a lot of Celtic fans, you know, when the Celtics fans aren't good, they just kind of go to Vermont, you know, they, yeah. you know, they don't get, like when I've done sports radio, I never, from a pissed off Celtic fan, they just don't call, you know. Yeah. So the yeah. so the loudest Celtic voice are the ones who are fans. Where you you yeah. know you get a Bruin fan to call and complain easily about anything. We see it on our end, Gary, because we do the post game shows for the Bruins and the right. Patriots as well. And it's it's the the not just the volume of callers this season in particular, but also the Twitter activity where Celtics Nation, I'm not criticizing Celtics fans, they're our bread and butter. I mean, we love Celtics Nation, but it's kind of gotten quiet as the team has gotten worse and oh, worse. Oh, yeah, they don't, they don't get mad. No. They, don't, they really don't. They, they do other things. Well, they, they defend, I mean, they, they get, they get, they tell everybody that Rondo deserves a max pay. Danny, pay Rondo well, yeah. max dollars. Like, oh, you on. guys are great. You rock, Gary. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you on Twitter. Thanks for having me on, guys, and anytime. Yeah, Gary, no problem. Gary, Take thank care. you. Take care. Okay, thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Bye-bye. Gary. Bye-bye. Short, sweet, the what do you call it? Candid. That was No yep, you liked bullshit. It. You liked it, didn't no you? No bullshit. I, I got to be honest with you, and I've been really anti-everything uh, with the cell. But listening to Conti last night, he did you listen to the post-game I show? I didn't listen last night. Oh, you know how, how great he is. Listen to Conti um, describe the team because he's like, the histrionics and everything else have got to stop. He's like, there has been massive improvements this year as opposed to, to previous. You know what? 
I'm going to, yeah. If you listen, Ty, if you listen, I mean, here we are, and we're talking about Rondo, and we're talking about Gary Tangway and how they're, pol- you know, there's some polarizing and Celtics fans and this, that, and the other thing. If you listen to Rich Conti, following, who's our host here on CLNS, uh, and the host of Tech Life on Beats and Eats, our sister network. But if you listen to Conti, um, he really, after the Phoenix game, he breaks it down really nice about how Celtics fans need to just chill out. Chill out as far as the, the uh, wins and losses go and just start enjoying the games because there's been a lot of development. It's too bad Gary doesn't have an opinion or two about things. <laughs> He's so soft-spoken. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I knew he was really good friends with Donnie. That might get him beat up just as much. I mean, Gary's always getting beat up. and we're, I, We do run to his defense. I like the opinionated stance. He's not afraid to admit it. And to me, that's that's kind of fun. And it's what being a journalist is all about. Um, but what really, he went hardcore in defense of Donnie. And uh, I know Celtics fans don't miss Donnie, Ty. Why do you think that is? I always oh, like his work. I, I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't deal with Donnie. And you know, I'll tell you in a minute as you ask, what, why do I think that is? But Donnie, which I want to talk about Tommy for one minute. I love Tommy Heinsohn, as you know. Oh, don't. Oh, you know me. I love Tommy because I go back to the 70s and the plaid pants and the, the, I do the long hair. But at times, Ty, even you with somebody who being loving him the way you do, it does when it just constantly is blaming the refs and yeah, everything else. I agree. It gets tired after a while, but it's as, as Gary said in the interview, it's entertainment. It's a and if you look, Yeah. If you look at it that way, um, you, you could deal with it and it's fun. Uh, Donnie was just so brutally honest in regard and non Homer. So opposite of, of Tommy that Celtics fans are spoiled by Tommy being such a Homer and Donnie just pissed them off. Now, I was not a Donnie fan. He annoyed me. And I am a Scalabrini fan. But I don't know where I'm going Do you like that. Scal, though, because you remember him from his playing days yes. and he was a colorful yes, character? A, yes, because he's a bit annoying as an announcer. I agree. I mean, you being a broadcaster all these years, Ty, what are your thoughts on, on Scal? Well, I think he's got potential. I think he's mm-hmm. got great charisma, which is half the battle at times. Absolutely. And he's just going to get better. He hasn't been doing it very long, so we got to give him some credit because he's huh. a newbie to the industry. And to be a newbie and to be as good as he is, I think to, says to a lot. To be a newbie and tie to be a newbie and have the privilege of sitting alongside Mike Gorman. How lucky could Scal be? Mike Gorman may be, in my opinion, the best announcer in all of sport. That's how I feel about Mike oh, Gorman. Wow. Period. End At of story. This time, Maybe Al Michaels, who I. I love to Al Michaels, who does the NFL on NBC, but Mike Gorman, he's just a pro and yes, he can be a Homer at times, but he's professionally a Homer. Yeah. He's pretty fair. He, he could also, I've seen Gorman where, and he is kind of a Homer and he says he's a Homer. He'll say he's a Homer, but I've also seen him where he's disagreed with Tommy or, or kind of like toned Tommy down a little bit where he gets annoyed with Tommy. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, you have too, I'm sure. Right. I'm sure like, you've seen it. What are you talking about? What are you, blind, Tommy? I mean, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, I mean, Scal couldn't be any luckier working with Gorman, and we couldn't be any luckier having had Gary Tangway on today to kind of really clear the air as far as it goes with the fan sites and everything else. So he was pretty candid, Ty, and we got to thank him and for I, that. I do thank him for his, his transparency. I do take yeah. him to task, which we ran out of time. I have a problem with calling all of us a fan site because yeah. some of us are accomplished at what we do. 
I covered mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets for five years, and I won't go into detail about that. So I know what it's like to cover an NBA team on a daily basis. We have a locker room reporter, Jared Weiss, who is a yep. fabulous. He's a sensational reporter. Okay, sensational. works his ass off. Works his ass off. He is not just merely working for a fan site. He is covering the Celtics just like any other media outlet. So let's not diminish Jared's accomplishments. And I well, think that calling us or lumping us in as a fan site is wrong. Well, and I want to add to that too. You know, Jared is a very hard worker and Jared is very professional. And you know, John at Red's Army is a very hard worker too, Ty. I mean, that guy has been covering this team for the labor of love for how many years as a blogger. He deserves the credit for being a hard worker as well. Jeff Clark at Celtics Blog, the guys over at Celtics Life. I mean, think about this community of blogs. These guys are passionate, hardworking, intelligent basketball fans, bloggers, media. Now, does that mean that I don't get annoyed with their unconditional defense of Rondo when they go at that? Of course I get annoyed. But that doesn't take away their talent because they have it and their their hard work ethic. One of the things I'll have- say about fans, so-called fan sites with air quotes here is if mm-hmm. the mainstream media outlets were doing their job, doing an adequate job of covering the Celtics, and I'm not just mm-hmm. talking about showing the games or doing a brief pre- and post-game show. I'm talking about right. doing a thorough job in that market of covering the team. There would be no need for these fan sites, as he well, likes to true. call them. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, CLNS Radio is filling a void in the mm-hmm. market. So yep. there's a reason why these exist. And that's my comment to Gary is because mainstream media, I don't even know if there's such a, you know, those two words even go together anymore. I don't know. I think things have changed so much. If regular media, for lack of better words, was doing its job, there would be no need for all these blogs and websites and Facebook pages, et cetera. There's a hunger out there for this coverage. There's a hunger out there for this discussion on the Celtics. No question about it. And I think the fans should be appreciative that there is a community of people who really, I mean, a lot of these sites don't get paid. It's the labor of love. So kudos as we're sitting here and, you know, bashing on Rondo a bit and, and, uh, you know, bashing on the fan base a little bit because we love, I mean, my God. We love I the love Celtics. Fans of Boston, I do too. And I love the Celtics and I love the blogging community. So I'm glad everybody tuned in today. I think that uh, it was fun, Ty. Fair. This public, fair, fun, and informative. And that's what this whole public service Boston Happenings feed is all about. You won't see this this regularly updated where we're going to do one sh- episode a week, but you're probably going to see once a month here. And we're a sports network, but we're going to highlight some local businesses in Boston as well. If you're interested in having your business spotlighted or featured, hit us up at info at clnsradio.com. We'd be happy to talk to you. Ty, this was fun. This was fun. And my one challenge to the Rondo fans out there uh-oh, is to be fair. That's my be one fair. challenge. Be fair to the <laughs> comments we made. If you yeah. disagree, at least come back with something. Come back with a defense. I don't know how you can defend shooting 30% from the foul line, <laughs> but go ahead and try. <laughs> try. Yeah, well, listen, we won't get mad at you. We'll listen. We don't get mad when you don't agree with us. You know, It's I mean, not life. A lot of people it's don't basketball. agree with us. It's just basketball. When all is said and done <laughs> at the end of the day. It's just basketball. It's just fun. Like, if you can't have fun... Why watch? Exactly. Everybody have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, follow Ty Ray at Coog88. Coog. 
I'm CLNS underscore Nick. Uh, the master handle is CLNS Radio at CLNS Radio. And don't forget, hit us up on Patreon. Uh, support CLNS Radio as we are about... We just gave away two Patriots tickets, Ty, right? We're giving away Celtics tickets. And we're about to, to start a campaign that will give away memorabilia tickets, autographs, once a month if you're in the premium club. And it's culminated with a Bill Russell basketball and Sam Jones basketball, both autographed by those Celtics legends. If that's not enough to get you on board, then go follow Rondo and his triple doubles. Legends? <laughs> legends? Can anybody say a legend? Who felt that the name on the front that's the right. jersey was more important than the name on the back. And I think with that, that note, we'll leave it. <laughs> yeah, let's go, Ty. Have a good night.